Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, John Shannon with you on Oilers Now. It is currently 135 in Edmonton. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50-plus years. Royal Pizza is 15 Edmonton, area, Edmonton and area locations, four in Calgary, one in Red Deer. You can go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is a Mediterranean chicken. Royal Pizza still making it great. It's old school big boy pizza. Are we allowed to use do they, that? To, do, to, they, do they deliver? Oh, yeah. Maybe this afternoon. Well, they, they can look after you. I might do that. Put a, put a call in. John Shannon is in the house for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. I know the guys at Legacy deliver, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, hey, they, they come through in short notice for you, too. If you're having issues with your air conditioning or your furnace in your house, I can tell you that right now. They'll look after you. John, uh, we were talking about the size of the Tampa Bay defense of Louis <laughs> DeBrusque earlier today, and I referenced the joke about the new Westminster Bruins <laughs> having a bigger defense than the mid-70s Philadelphia Flyers, and this is right in your wheelhouse. Ernie Punch McLean, I mean, this was this was his life to make sure that he had the biggest, toughest team uh, in junior hockey, and they were uh, living in British Columbia, you knew that Ernie would tell you he had a tougher team than the Canucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, and he did. And, well, and, and when you look at, you know, legendary junior hockey names, guys that uh, probably, probably could have been better uh, in the uh, in the NHL, had good careers. Like Barry Beck had a good career in the NHL. Didn't have a great career. Right. Eventually, they were scary. They that was when, you know, that was at a time when junior hockey was it was pure and utter intimidation. Teams didn't warm up on the ice at the same time. Uh, it was uh, and and they were a physical team. And a guy and and you know, a guy like Stan Smeal who wasn't the biggest guy, knew he was always protected and could become an, a, a prolific scorer and a team leader. Now, Stan could fight, too. He oh, had Stan, Stan was a tough guy. Like, he was one of those... Uh, who was the guy that George fought with the Rangers, played in Montreal as well, six-foot guy, 200 pounds, and gave George some trouble because of his. Uh, he was out of the East Coast. Uh, real technically strong fighter. It'll come to me during the course of the conversation. From Newfoundland? Yeah. Uh, somebody texts us on the... Ash- he's the guy that... Uh, you can text us on the... Not Aaron Downey. Aaron was a good undersized fighter, too. Uh, this guy wore 15 for the Rangers. Messier went and bought him. He got called up by the Rangers. He looked uh, at... Oh, Darren? 
Langdon. Darren, Darren Langdon. Langdon. Nicely done. Yeah. Yes, Langdon. Yeah, yeah. I knew the, the number was the thing to go. Yeah, and you know the story. Uh, it was Mark Messier's birthday, by the way, yesterday. But Darren Langdon got recalled from the minors. Right. It never made, obviously, you know, entry-level deal, not making a lot of money. Steps up in his first game. Somebody takes didn't really take a run at Messier, but kind of gave Messier the wrong look. And Messier just looked at Langdon, and Langdon goes, I got this, went over and yeah. kicked the you-know-what out of the guy. And then Messier, after the game, goes, hey, we're going to go buy suits for you. And took him to Brooks Brothers today. <laughs> Day and bought his rookie tough guy. Well, it's funny because uh, under the Rangers, you know, they were they could be a tough team at times before Mark, and they had in my mind they had one of the toughest, best undersized fighters in the game ever, and that was George McPhee. Yeah, like George McPhee was he was a tough, tough, tough guy. You know, you wouldn't look at him now; he's pretty. You know, he looks like a, a oh, marathon runner, yeah. but he, but George was tough. And they always seem to have it. The, the Rangers only, always used to seem to find one guy. The like only that. guy that I saw handle McPhee, himself a tough guy out of Portland, was uh, John Cordick during the 86 oh, wow. playoffs. But Cordick was left handed, had real fast hands. He can match the punches. A bigger team. And though. bigger guy. Uh, let's circle back to New West. So, you, so they had on defense, uh, they had Beck, who was a star player earlier in his career, then had back issues in the NHL. Wasn't yeah. really the same. Yeah. They had Maxwell, who was Brad an under Maxwell was, was an underrated NHL player. Sure, Zaharko was Miles a Zaharko, yeah. was a heart. The, they had Filipov, who went in and fought uh, Terry O'Reilly twice in one game in the Boston Guard as a forward. As a forward, uh, you know, but they were a, they were a big team overall. Mark Loftus was on that team, if I recall. He went yep. to Washington, never really made it. But I, I saw Mark in Penticton last summer. Mark Loftus was massive. And I said, "You play junior hockey at this size?" He said, "Oh yeah, I was at 17. I was, you know, six foot three and 225. They were a killer." Yeah, they they and later, uh, so Punch McLean, you, you tell a story. Punch, did he not go missing? And they had oh, yeah. to, he just oh. went up to the uh, up up into the Caribou and went hiking and uh, just disappeared. And I th- it took him three weeks to find him, I think. So the New Westminster Bruins won back-to-back Memorial Cup champions. They went to the Memorial Cup four years in a row. Yeah. And scared the hell out of everybody. Everybody, yeah. 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 The other guy they had that could fight, that guys didn't really like going near, was John Paul oh. Kelly. Yeah. Like he, and he, I thought he might be a better NHLer than he turned out to be. He was kind of one of those guys a bit like Brian McClellan. Now the GM of the Washington. So with Washington having hard-nosed tough uh, general managers, yeah. McPhee and then Brian. Well, and, well they, but you knew they were best friends. Yes. Right? Yeah. They, lived, they grew up in Guelph together, went to college together. Right. George George brought Brian in. Clarkson, right? They both were at. No, no they went to, they were with uh, Jerry York at. Uh, okay. That's... Just, just just not Clarkson. It was, I don't think it was. I thought it was. Uh, well, we're about to find out. Cause it, might, it might be. Uh, Let's find out here where they're at. I was going to say Bowling Green. Bowling Green. That's, yeah. Oh, that's a fine on Stoffer. I, I feel bad. No, no, no. Because I feel shame. He should. Yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, for, I, for me to beat you at some of this this kind of stuff, I'm okay in the NHL. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to grasp at straws when I get yeah, to college. A friend hockey. of mine who's no longer with us, Greg Parks, almost won the Hobie Baker one year at Bowling Green. That's when Rob Blake was there a number of years ago, back in the mid. Well, uh, Jerry York was there, wasn't he? Wasn't yes, he, he was coach? before he coached uh, in Boston. Well, he was at Clarkson first, right? right. So Clarkson, Bowling Green, then that, he went to that, BC. That's that's what. That's why you screwed it up. That's Bob. why I screwed it up. Yeah, yes. Sorry. So anyhow, uh, <laughs> McPhee was like the middleweight champ for a number of years yeah. in the NHL and McClellan was the guy you did not want to wake up because he could well, he beat he beat Larry Playfair when Larry Playfair was seen as one of the toughest guys in the National Hockey League. Brian, and Brian could score. Brian, uh, I remember doing lots of Flames games and, and of course in Los Angeles that's where Brian played as well. And Brian was a gentle giant. Uh, big man, 
uh, once you it could score goals, had pretty good hands, but then if you got him really angry, but it took a lot to get him angry. Yeah. Yeah. Before he got into fighting. But that's when fighting was a factor in our game. Yeah, he, he had a couple 30-goal seasons in the NHL. But sure. the point I'm making is the size of the defense that yeah. uh, New yeah. had. Tampa's got a big range. Now, it's different now, right? It's long, rangy bodies that take away passing lanes, that can tie up, can get sticks on guys, take away time and space. Do you think maybe we're seeing with the Broberg and DeHarnay coming that there's a bit of a plan here for Ken Holland? Because think, think about a couple years ago. like Think about the 1920 season. The Oilers had uh, a sub-six-footer uh, in uh, uh, Ethan Barron defense. Yep. And then on the left side, they had Caleb Jones, who's not a big guy. Yeah. And they, you know what I mean? And they've kind of added a little bit more size in the defense since then. I also think you, you look at successive teams, and, and you, you have to point at Tampa. Victor Hedman commands the ice. That, and, and, and then they go and steal Eric Chernak out of Los Angeles in the Ben Bishop trade. Another guy on the other side. He's grown into being, you know, Hedman, Hedman light. Um, but uh, then, you, then you have to point at what St. Louis was like when they were, you know, at the, at the top of the game. And, you know, I mean, Hitch used to call them the, you know, the, you know, the Condors. He had all those Condors. Edmondson was part of it with Petrangelo. Well, Col- they moved, Col- they broke up Bo Meester and Petrangelo, played Bo Meester and Pareko together, right. and then played Edmondson with Petrangelo. Right. I mean, and they had four guys, about six foot four, six five, and they had huge reaches. And you couldn't, you know, the poke checks and move the, get the puck out of the way. And I, I think that, you, you, first of all, you know, if you look at Kenny's lineage, he's, he wants to have a strong defensive core first before anything else. Now he's like he has we know he's got McDavid and Drysaddle there but but he his work in trying to improve his defense is prime to him. I mean look at the history in Detroit that the of the defensemen they always had and I know people that's the drinking game starting we talk about Detroit. But that's a factor and that's how you build yeah. the hockey teams is with a stronger now, defense. There is one other factor here. Ken Holland inherited an Oilers organization that had a Oscar Clefbaum and Adam Larson as a pairing. Yep. Clefbaum's career comes to an end due to a shoulder injury. He's been on LTR the last three years. Adam Larson has a misfortune with his father passing away from a heart attack here in Edmonton. Right. And I I believe that if Oscar was still here, I think Adam Larson may still be here in Edmonton. And instead, Ken Holland had to go find two top four defensemen that were, you know, both guys were six foot three, one a left, one a right shot. That affected the nurse negotiations. It put Ken in a position of weakness. Like, you take a look at how he handled things primarily uh, with Evander Kane, but to a lesser extent with Nugent Hopkins. Mm-hmm. He didn't crater, you know, and some people say, well, he cratered in the case of nurse. Well, the nurse camp had the orders in a tough spot. You know, because he was by far their best defenseman, and they had a shortage of D, whereas the Oilers had a little bit of... The Oilers had McDavid at dry settle at, at center. What's Rick Vallette? Was Rick Vallette going to be able to demand $7 million a year for R&H? Or conversely, with Evander Kane, well, now they got Nugent Hopkins and Hyman on top of McDavid and Drysaddle. If you don't take what we got, this is what we got, this is what we can do. Yeah, take and, I mean, the Darnell contract, let's face it, that was the summer of D. That was the summer yeah, of D. right. Anywhere you were going, but the orders had a shortage of D as well, which which didn't help. But but that's the double whammy. So you're doing comparables, and then you're doing well. Who else else? Who else is out there? Yeah. I mean, so there was that 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 wasn't an illogical deal at the time. It wasn't. It was a. It was, you know, the dominoes fell in in that way, and they fell properly for for Darnell. You know, move on. He's going to be here. He wants to be here. You know, has he been consistent? No, at times he hasn't. But 
you know, he's still a number one defenseman. This is how bullish I am on Broberg. I think the Oilers need to look at going down a similar path with Broberg that they did with Clefbaum and get him signed to a long-term deal in the mid-four range or, you know, because he's... Yeah. Well, I, I remember when they signed Clefbaum, we all we all turned and looked and said... the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing? And in the end, it didn't Could hurt. You, this would have been the last year of the contract. I know, yeah. It's at 4.25. Like it would, it would have been a... Good, would have been, sure. It would have been a home-run contract the final three years. Makes you wonder if the, if, if Clefbaum had still been here and still playing, whether Duncan Keith would have come. They wouldn't have needed to do the deal. Right. Yeah. So, uh, all right, we'll have a little bit of fun here because a couple of listeners have texted the show. I mentioned the fact that the last six scoring champions in the league, that this is a special night because of the star power. And somebody said, well, somebody needs to tell John Shannon that because it's all about the front of the jerseys, not the names on the back. But uh, So they're listening. They're having some fun with you. Thanks for listening. Yes. That's the beauty. You are allowed to have a difference of opinion with us. What? We're allowed to have opinions? Yes. I didn't think we, I think, I, I thought we had to all conform. Oh, I, I thought well, no matter how what How dare you not think like me? That's right. You know, I mean, how dare you not think the way I do? You are an idiot. Yes. <laughs> hear that every night in my own household. What oh, about no. you? No, no. I, I have the same opinion. Have, have, you, have you ever won an argument at your house? Uh, I was home alone. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I and, and and the dog was not very happy with me, but I think yeah. I won the argument. Try having three cats. Oh uh, yeah, that too. They control the Stoffer household. Yeah. Um so I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal. Each week you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How about this? Uh, tonight, the uh, Oilers play Tampa Bay. They've obviously got a great team, and they are the template in a lot of respects. I mean, um, then in the next eight games, the Edmonton Oilers, and granted, uh, three are before the break, five are after the break. The next eight games are against teams 24th to 32nd in the National Hockey League. Edmonton has an opportunity. They've won four straight. They're getting Tampa Bay in the second of the back-to-back. I do not mean to diminish any of the other organizations no. that the Oilers are going to play, but they got a chance to go on a little bit of run here. Well, so. I, they do, and, and I mean, even right off the top, when you consider the back-to-back scenario, Seattle comes in here back-to-back. Tampa comes in here back-to-back. Vancouver, you go to Vancouver, and Vancouver's played back-to-back. So th- th- these first three games in this stretch, are at, uh, advantage Oilers, and then you 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 know I every one of these teams can come in or or you, when you're there, you can lose. All I have to do is remind people in Winnipeg, and remind people here, the Jets who were riding high won seven of eight games, went into Montreal and got bombed four one, and they were awful. Yeah. Part of the mental challenge for a player at these are the dog days of the season. You know, the, you know, Christmas is over. They're waiting for their nine-day break. They, they, you know, people are starting to talk about the trade deadline. Their heads are spinning. 
And the hockey game sometimes gets in the way of that. And they, they look at the schedule and say, well, it's Chicago. I'll tell you what, you, you can't – look what the Oilers did in Chicago the last time and how it screwed up the next night in, in St. Paul. You can't take any team lightly. And, you know, you could look at this and say after tonight when it's, you know, Vancouver, the Blue Jackets, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Philly, Ottawa, Montreal. Who's that last one? Detroit again. Oh. They, they could you win. can't read my hieroglyphics no. there? They, 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 they could – that's not an E. Anyway, um, <laughs> they could win all of them. They could win all of them. So when you were a senior executive producer, uh, John Sexsmith, who's here, his son Joel's playing at the U of A for Ian Herbers, uh, John Sexsmith had me basically replace him uh, from working for Molestar, and he said, there's one thing you're going to need to work on, Bob. (laughs) Your penmanship. He goes, your penmanship. He goes, you have the knowledge and you have the memory for detail, and you can... This is before we had computers and all that stuff. So the the first night, I I know we got to go, but the first night I ever did stats was at the Memorial Auditorium in Buffalo. What year? 1978. Wow. For Dan Kelly, the great Dan Kelly. Unbelievable who, pipes. Uh, yeah, and, and a great person, just a great person. Not to, to uh, I, I, I tell a story in the book I wrote about Dan and what a great person he is. Um, and Dan, I walk in the booth, and Dan there, he's smoking a cigarette at the time, can smoke inside. He, did, he smoked during while he did play-by-play. And he turned to me, he says, Kid, here's the deal. Goals on the left side penalties on the right and I've got to be able to read it and invariably every time something happened he would hit you on the elbow and that meant give me the piece of paper and I'd put the piece of paper in front of him and he would say so we've got three goals in the first period two by Gare and one by Rick Vive and the penalties and if he couldn't read the penalty you were dead you were in Chateau Ballon dead and then he'd go to we'd go to commercial and he turned to me he says if you can't write roughing clearer than that you're gone penmanship was the issue there <laughs> uh you can relate to this you can tell a story for everybody so we're going to bring in uh, john shannon to participate in this day in orders history for new west travel again we got our new west travel roadie uh hopefully i won't be afflicted with a battle with the gout bout that i had saturday afternoon it's nothing worse than walking over after you've just taken the medication let me tell you i f- felt like i got punched in the head it was crazy uh <laughs> Thank, thankfully, TD Force and Dr. Naidu came through, and I was fine an hour later. Uh, I didn't eat all day in Vegas. <laughs> You're laughing, but but it's... If somebody's driving down white mud listening to this, they're saying, what the hell is he talking about? For guys out there that get gout, when you take the medication, you have to eat. If you don't eat, it affects you differently. Drink not, more water then. Yeah, well, look what I got I know, going I on. I, know, I, I, I got the bio So steel. what's the Oilers story today? Come on. This day in Oilers history for New West Travel, we got the California Roadie coming up with New West Travel to see the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks in April. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. Back in the 630 Chad Studios, Brendan Escott's going to go all the way back in the 1980 for us. Yeah, 26-year-old Blair McDonald scoring his second career hat trick as the Oilers dump the Pittsburgh Penguins 5-2 in Pittsburgh. McDonald finishing that 79-80 season with uh, 46 goals, 94 points. Never came close to duplicating that production and retired just three years later. Uh, what was the infamous line that Glenn Sather once uh, said about... Uh, Even a fire hydrant would score 30 goals beside Wayne Gretzky. I think it was 40. Yeah, I know. But that was, they were... Because Blair was trying to get a new contract. Right. He wasn't... And, and, and by the way, by the way, when he went to play in Vancouver, it changed to BJ. Yeah. <laughs> 
When he was here, he was Blair. Then he went to BJ. This is a Ford show, but do you remember the name of the line that Gretzky was on with uh, McDonald and Callahan? Callaghan. Brett Callaghan. Yeah, Brett Callaghan. Brett Callaghan. Yeah, yeah. Played for Detroit as well. Uh, was it, well, it had to be the, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a car a, reference. The GMC line. Yeah. Oh, no. And I tell you what, Brett Callaghan. I, he Brett, was a good Brett, player. Really good player. Game, game one, 81 against, I've called him Callahan for years, by the Calligan. way. Yes, I know. Number I like, 18. I know, I know. Come on. Jeez. Uh, you should have heard me butcher about three of the San Jose names the other day before the game. It was yeah. embarrassing. They had a couple tough names. Uh, no, but he got two against the uh, Canadians in game one of the... 81, the best, best out of three? The, yeah, the 6-3 victory. I think he got the empty yeah. netter because he skated it from a mile away. I think t- he had two. That's your Risto Silton blasted yeah. a couple home, a couple on... That was, that, was a, that was a trip. Did you work that series? Yeah, I, I did. That was Danny and Dick. Could you see it coming? Um, you, you could, you, yes, you could see them getting together as a group, you know, but... And people don't talk enough about it. I mean, that was Andy... Yeah, Andy Moog was Andy Moog had played seven games that season. You know they they were desperate to find a solid goaltender, desperate to find somebody to be in goal. And Andy came out of out of the woodwork, uh, and late in the season, played seven games. Then they started him, and then there the it's it's too bad that that rivalry, the Montreal Edmonton rivalry, um, is still to play in a Stanley Cup final. Yeah. What, and that was so special. I loved going to, to Edmonton. Or I loved to go to Montreal with the Oilers because there would be a thousand people on the street waiting to go in and watch practice because right. they just love the game so much there. Yeah, and they, they're, well, they're they, such a passionate even, fan base. You know, like when McDavid goes in there now, yeah. the, the crescendo, crescendo that builds as he races up the like they know the game there. Yep. You don't have to like the province's politics to appreciate. <laughs> Uh, how passionate the fans are. Hey, I'm not saying that... I'm saying you don't have to. I would never make a comment. I just... John, I just can't wait for when Quebec gives Alberta taxpayers $10 billion in equalization oh. payments. But I digress. I'm having yeah. some fun with you. Hey, uh, tomorrow, we will tell you that uh, Brendan Escott and Cam Moon are going to host... It's going to be a better show then. Yeah, well, that's a significant upgrade for sure. Uh, Jack and myself will be flying to Los... Or to, uh, You're going to Vancouver. We're going to Vancouver. I don't think we're going to L.A. Elliot Freeman is on tomorrow's show for NHL Hockey and Rogers for Abe's Door Service. Uh, Travis and the staff at Abe's Door Service, they do a wonderful job. If you've got a quick issue, sometimes you have situations uh, with your garage doors in the winter where your remotes don't work or something like that, they can look after you. That's Abe's Door Service. Tell them Oilers now sent you. Ian Herbert's former Oiler uh, player and coach will also be on tomorrow's show with Cam and Brendan. Special thanks to John Shannon. I'm worried about your gout, though, Bob. I yeah, it's oh, it was just a shout-out for gout. That's all it was, and it was quick bout, and it was over. Uh, special thanks to Louis DeBrus, Cody Cece, Cam Moon, and John Shannon for joining us. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then 6.30 chat afternoons with Jalen Nye. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Back at you today at 5.35 from Studio 99 with Reed Wilkins. Wait for you.